streets of Cincinnati. Welcome to the jungle! What's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Ice Man, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of, you know, Jackpot Joey Burrow, the best quarterback in the NFL. The Cincinnati, play- Cincinnati playoff bound, Cincinnati Bengals. Hopefully, after Sunday, we'll find out. And this Friday, the University of Cincinnati Bearcats take on Alabama. In the college football playoffs. I am so fired up. I hope you guys are too. All right. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,434 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Uh, also in the uh, YouTube ch- chat crew, we're doing super chat. So if you want to support what I'm doing or make sure your comment gets read, give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you're watching on Twitter or if you're watching on Facebook and you have not subscribe to my channel, please do so. Go to Sports with Strawberry Ice on YouTube, hit the subscription button, hit the bell for the notification, and every time I go live, 
you'll be notified. And as always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, we're getting closer and closer to Friday and Sunday. Big, big football games come up here in the city of Cincinnati. Excuse me, the great city of Cincinnati. And I got to get to a guy who always brings the party. He's full of a ton of information, and he's a great dude. He's Evan McPhillips. Evan, what's going on, brother? Hey, what's going on, Jeff? Appreciate you having me on. No problem, man. I appreciate you coming on. What's what's life been, been like here last uh, couple months? You been busy? Oh, shoot. Yeah, man. I mean, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know, that like four or five weeks is always crazy. You know, I mean, it feels like you're in a whirlwind. I mean, between weekends at the Bengals games and, you know, between all the family parties, I mean, shoot, barely have a second to take a breath. But uh, hey, happy to be uh, invested in these games toward the end of the season. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. And we've had we, we have some far Cincinnati goes. We have two huge games coming up. We just came off a huge game last Sunday. and. What's your thoughts? I should say, how did I put it this way? What's your thoughts on the game last Sunday and how it went? And people are saying, well, you only got 525 yards because the Ratbirds didn't have everybody. They didn't play everybody. They had COVID issues, yada, yada, yada. What's your thoughts on, on, on that as far as how the Bengals did? I mean, <laughs> what about the game earlier in the season against them on the road and in Baltimore? How'd that one go? Was it any different? I mean, they talk about T Higgins only having 196 because, you know, he was going up against the JV squad. Remind me, well, how many did Jamar Chase have against Marlon Humphrey? They're, <laughs> uh-huh. they're all-star corner. So, I mean, I, I don't know what that's about, but uh, <laughs> certainly they were depleted, but that's the NFL. And like, you know, no one cares, right? And, exactly. Uh, I mean, nobody cared last year when they kicked our ass in the season and we were depleted. Nobody said anything right. about that then. So. And it wasn't necessarily like, people just forgot to cover the wide receivers and yeah. just had literally no clue which way to turn in their right. head. Right? right. That giant catch that T Higgins had was over two guys. And how, how is that not on, great, on play, you got lost. great player making a great play. Look, when the safety is a dead sprint over to the sideline and Joe Burrow deserve, delivers a perfect ball in the honey hole. <laughs> That's a good throw. It doesn't matter who the heck is playing safety when they're full dead sprinting and he has a half a second to get that throw in there. And when he layers it over the linebacker in between him and the safety where it's out of reach of all the defenders right where he needs to go, I'm sorry. I don't care who is playing. The defenders are in position where they're supposed to be there. Uh-huh. It's not like these guys aren't NFL athletes who aren't haven't been on the roster or aren't familiar with the system. I mean, I know they're depleted, but – to take away from what they were doing after they had just carved up their their healthy defense on the right. road earlier in the season, just it it shows how uh, how short people's memory is. I guess I don't know, hey, but uh, they they get paid too. So you know, no matter if you're starting or, or backing right. up, they all get they all get paid. All right, so let's move on to Kansas City here, and this is a a huge game. And if the Bengals win, I should say this: when the Bengals win, <laughs> they get clinches the division, which clinches a, a home field, you know, at least one home field game. Mm-hmm. This is huge, and and I think the Bengals have a legit shot if the offense runs like it did last week. Because you're going to have to score to keep up with Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, and we got to figure out how to cover the tight end. But what's your thoughts on this this Sunday's game? Well, we know Travis Kelsey's going to get his right. It really well, of course, he's a Bearcat. I mean, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really doesn't matter, right? Um, right. It's 
he's going to, it's containing that damage, right? You know, he's going to be hitting you for those seam balls. It's keeping those 10 and 12 yard gains from turning into 21 yard gains. Right. Right. And from having him just outrun defenders. So trying to contain them, I think maybe they take a more conservative approach, maybe stay in some more of those two, two high shell looks that uh, have given the chiefs some problems. Uh, But also you're catching the chiefs at a time where they're surging and you have Tyreek Hill back and you have Travis Kelsey coming back. And not only that, they seem to have found their rhythm in the run game. And so mm-hmm. it's definitely going to come down to their off uh, the Bengals offense trying to keep up with the Kansas City offense, as right. well as the Bengals defense doing as much as they can to slow down the Chiefs offense. And maybe that's holding them to field goals. Maybe that's forcing an extra turnover here or there just to give the offense that extra cushion that if they are aggressive like they mm-hmm. were last week where mm-hmm. 70% of their first down throws or I'm sorry, first down plays were passes, which was the highest early down pass rate that uh, Joe Burrow has had in his career. And it worked wonders for obvious reasons because of the JV squad. But also this is what people have been begging for, right? Right. This was your vision with adding Jamar Chase to this three-headed monster. And I understand there was emphasis on running the ball a lot and protecting Joe early in the season when he was healthy and you don't know what the line is, but – Joe Burrow is here. He's a star mm-hmm. in the NFL already, and mm-hmm. it's time to let him co- command the offense. And people want to talk about, well, Joe Mixon needs to be getting 20 carries and all this. Well, I know he only got 18 attempts last game for 65 yards, but, heck, he had six big catches too. And if mm-hmm. we're talking, you're taking four or five runs on second and 10 or second and 15 or second and 12, and we're turning those into opportunities for Mixon in space to – beat and roll over a defender who's a defensive back who's smaller than him or a linebacker outrun him is quicker than him. Give me that all day. We don't need to give him 28 carries. We're giving him 18 and six looks in the open field. I mean, let Joe Burrow do his thing. And Joe Mixon's touches will come because Joe Mixon is that can do everything back. So let Mm -hmm. him do everything. We don't need to force it. Continue to go to your strength and Joe Burrow will find the perfect place to go with the ball. Exactly. Now, my argument is that I actually think the Bengals offensively are a more talented team than the Chiefs. I mean, yes, Patrick Mahomes is great. Yes, Travis Kelsey is great. Tyreek Hill is great. That's three guys. Right. We got, what, six, seven, eight? I mean, we got, you know, way more talented players. And I think that's where we have an advantage. And I hope the Bengals t- take advantage of that because we it, they've been proven. It's finally coming together like we all said. Now, not to rehash old things, but you and me were in the, uh, you know, the uh, civil war and they had this big right. controversy about chase or soul or whatever. I think chase is, is proven that it, he was worth, worth drafting. The offensive line has been hit or miss. It's getting better. But I mean, if you look at Joe Burrow, offensive line at LSU, it wasn't that good. I mean, it really wasn't. And he's this past Sunday, he's looking like LSU Burrow, but I guess it gets back to the beginning of my point. I do think the Bengals are more talented offensively. And I think, Zach's got to the point where he's just like, we're letting it rip, dude. This is it. It's win or we're, we're out. You know, we're, they've been in playoff mode for, you know, a month now. So I think we're letting Joe Cook, we're letting the offense go. And I think it's going to be an absolute blast. I cannot freaking wait till Sunday. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's crazy when you look at the similarities between these teams, right? These high powered offenses where you've got the star quarterback, you've got these exceptional talents at receiver and these offenses that seemingly explode out of nowhere. But you also have the surging defense, right? The Chiefs defense has been playing much better this season as of late and the Bengals defense as well. I would argue, much like you said, for uh, for the offense, perhaps 
the star talent of Taron Matthew and Chris Jones, which mm-hmm. is a troublesome matchup on the interior, as well as Melvin Ingram and Frank Clark. Maybe the star power is a little heavier on the Chiefs, but I would argue the Bengals are a little bit deeper with how they've been playing with Cheeto Wuzier playing so well, with Eli oh, yeah. Apple coming out of nowhere and surprising. Mm-hmm. And now Trey Waynes is getting healthier and at the same we're time, we're have our full secondary. Exactly. Between Von Bell and Jesse Bates and sure the linebackers are soft, but go ahead and hit the middle of the defense as long as we're not letting you get off the top. And with how Trey Hendrickson is playing like the best pass rusher of the Bengals era, that's it's it's really not an exaggeration to say how impressive he's been. I mean, he really has blown away everybody. And I'd be the first to tell you. And I have gone out on Twitter already and said, hey, I I was wrong and I'm so glad I was wrong. Right. (laughs) Right. If this is the outlier and we got Trey Hendrickson and that's yeah. that's the outlier guy, hey, we got him and I'm great and I'm happy and I will take every pressure and sack he gets. I'm absolutely thrilled to see how successful he's been, obviously, with if we get DJ Reader back, with Joby playing well, with Hubbard. It's, it's clearly um, like defense is like the offensive line, right? You're the mm-hmm. sum of your parts and people mm-hmm. are going to attack your weak points. So hopefully, like they did with Baltimore – they will find those weak points and maybe they can take a page out of the Bill Belichick book where maybe they try and bracket Tyreek Hill or really guard him and focus on him, try and limit what Travis Kelsey does and say, Hey, if you're going to beat us with Byron Pringle or Demarcus Robinson, then okay, we're going to live with that. That'll be, that'll be our game plan. If you are going to be patient and run the ball consistently with Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Darrell Williams. And you want to try and beat us that way while we're throwing with Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Uzoma and Mixon, then okay, that's fine. We'll make you play conservative Mm -hmm. and force you to be patient while we sit here and we try and take the top off every time. And I think that could lead to a potential uh, opportunity for the Bengals to try and jump out and make the chiefs play to their pace. Exactly. And only thing, Matty, Bruce comment up here. He says, you're not stopping Mahomes, Tyreek or, uh, Tyreek or Kelsey, the only way you're winning is by scoring more points in the Chiefs. Now, I agree to that, agree with that to a point, but also people said there's no way we're going to stop Lamar Jackson. And beginning of the first game of the year, he didn't do crap against us. So, yes, the, I think they can stop them. The one I am worried about is Kelsey because we don't have Logan Wilson. He's, he's not going to be back yet. So, our, our, our linebacker is, is weak, but, but, uh, uh, Pratt and, um, um, oh, geez, who's the other linebacker? Um, Marcus Bailey. I've been playing pretty good. Now, beyond that, it's a little iffy. So we got to figure, to me, the key to, to the defense is you got to be able to stop the tight end, which we have struggled with that all year. Mm-hmm. If you do that and you get pressure on Patrick Mahomes, which look at the Super Bowl last year, you get pr- pressure on Patrick Mahomes, the rest of the stuff doesn't work as good. So if Trey Hendrickson, Trey Hendrickson and uh, Hubbard can eat and go after him, and we get DJ Reader and Larry Ogunjobi coming up the middle, we have pressure on Patrick Mahomes. That changes you know, a lot of stuff. He's going to dial up some interesting looks for him, too, and try and right. do his best to come and bring it because, I mean, I'm sure Anna Rumo sees this as a challenge as well. And this was always the plan, right? This was always the vision. Uh, like they said, you have to outscore the Chiefs. Well, this offense is built to do just that. Mm-hmm. And if they keep that formula of, hey, we realized that we were trying to protect our quarterback before – Joe Mixon is very good. Let's get him involved in a different way while putting the ball in the hands of our quarterback the same way you would with a Brady, with a Rodgers. Then give him the ball. You trust him. This guy literally knows where people are without even looking. That throw on the touchdown pass to Joe Mixon, he was reading the opposite side of the field and didn't even need to stop and look because he knew exactly what he had on the backside. He's that in tune already in year two, and I think – 
nothing shows that better than how he's handled the blitz this year with how intelligent he's been after getting dogged by the blitzing Ravens last year. Right, I think right. he sat there during the offseason, like we said, watching film, learning to become this smart guy mentally. And Kirk Herbstreit said it too, that he's impressed with how quickly he's come along mentally. And even I, I believe Steven Ruiz on the Ringer podcast the other day when talking with Kevin Clark was saying the same thing where he's become one of the most – cerebral quarterbacks in the NFL already and that has given him such a leg up and so when you have this guy who's really taking this next step and ascending it's time to realize you have this star this coach on the field who Mm -hmm. can see these things and understand these things in ways that other people can't and he we got the toy that everybody wants that's what I keep looking at we got Patrick Mahomes we got we got the Tom Brady we got we got that we that's what Joe Burrow is now my boy, my my Georgia boys are on here, and I, I appreciate this. There, since he's going to shock the world because they want to they want to rematch him last year, and I, I, dude, I hope so. I, I, like, and I'll say the same thing that I said last year in the Georgia game. I said it's a winnable game. We can win this game. I don't know if we're going to, but we can win. And I don't think we're getting blown out. I mean, I, I really, I really don't. I know. You're you're a UC fan too as well, Evan. So what what's your thoughts rolling into to Friday at three thirty? Or where are you going to be at first of all? You're gonna be at the house. You're gonna be at a bar. Where are you going to be at Friday at three thirty? Well, uh, well, look, I uh, I got to be honest with you here, Jeff. I uh, my my family members went to UC. My friends all went to UC, but uh, I myself went to Alabama, and so. Uh, I- well, we also lost Evan. I'm not sure what happened though, but you know, oh, hey, Evan, you're back. I don't, dude, I had, had, had technical difficulties there, man. Now, hey, let me be the one to tell you that uh, I don't, I don't think a 13 and a half point spread is fair to the Bearcats with how they've played. I mean, obviously, Desmond Ritter's been one of the better quarter, one of the uh, best quarterbacks in college in this season, and his ability to run, and he's also been just exceptional in the second half with a little bit of. What Nate Tice of uh, the Athletic believes is just a little bit of needing to settle in, and that said, uh, kind of explains some of the accuracy issues that he'll uh, typically display. And there's some completion stuff between the first quarter and the rest of the game that kind of supports that. But I think they come out ready to play. I think they come out hard. You know, Jerome Ford's a player. You know, Alec Pierce is a threat to get deep just about any time and you know Ritter has the cannon to hit him and then you're looking at the defense you know you've got players all over I mean it starts in the secondary with Ahmad Gardner the sauce Sauce, baby baby I mean hey maybe he comes to the Bengals here come draft season we'll see I mean wouldn't that we we got the we got the two best cornerbacks in college I mean I don't care what anybody says you you look at the numbers that's what I was about to say hey Kobe Bryant's no slouch listen he's he's 0.5 points right. higher in PFF grade than Ahmad Gardner. So we're splitting hairs a little bit right. here. But, no, that's just a testament to how great they both are. You've got Curtis Brooks on the interior. I mean, Brian Cook isn't a slouch either. So you have these players all over Cincinnati. So it's not like they don't have the talent to try and keep this close and, like you said, make this a winnable game with an Alabama team that I can tell you from watching every single game, outside of the Georgia game, that offensive line has been weak has been a unit that can be taken advantage of. Cincinnati has the players to do that. They're missing John Mechie, who has been the cornerstone of their receiving game. They're going to be relying on a lot of guys who are young and have not had a lot of experience. Jamison Williams has to be the leader now. That's going to – you had to have these guys prepared. They had a break where they would be able to get up to speed a little bit better, but at the same time – how much are these guys practicing and interacting with people with all the COVID stuff going on? I wouldn't be surprised if Saban has them under lock and key somewhere, you know? 
But well, what, cra- what cracks me up is they're coming out saying, "Well, you know, we're, we're being disrespected. We're the underdog." Like, are you freaking nuts? You're <laughs> that's the underdog mentality. Yeah, that's how you stay hungry. You know? Oh, they can stay hungry, but I think that that's to me, honestly, I'm hoping it, it, it backfires on them and it just pisses UC off even more. Like, you're ain't get the get out of here, you know? And it put the bigger chip on the shoulder. Now, one thing I'll say is is UC, and, and this is they. Honestly, all year have not played a complete game. You know, that there's not been one game where you go, they did everything right, which I mean that's that's hard. There's been some slow starts, but I I, the first to tell you Alabama absolutely has had the same thing. So I think it's whatever team gets out to the lead first and tries to make the other team play catch up. We know UC and the games like Tulsa, Tulane, even a little bit for Houston and Navy, there were maybe some slow starts that Mm -hmm. made them have to really push the push the pedal to the metal there in the second half. And I mean, Alabama's had the same thing. The Auburn game, the LSU game was close. Mm -hmm. There were times where Alabama had to play from behind to get back to where they wanted to be. I think these are two teams that are looking to come out and hit the ground running, but both may struggle to, I think it's whichever one can really swing first and kind of get that foothold and then kind of just entrench themselves to protect it. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that does scare me, I, I, I was pretty, I was more confident after I saw Alabama, almost lose to a one-legged quarterback in Auburn. Mm-hmm. I was more confident then. Then they went and played Georgia. And Georgia boys, you're out there. What the hell happened to your defense? <laughs> I'm Look, like, I'll be the first to tell you after watching that Alabama offensive line struggle all year, I really thought the Georgia D-line was going to destroy them and that they were going to at least cover the spread. Right. I did a little bit of emotional hedging, so I bet <laughs> on the Georgia Bulldogs. Just like, oh, well, at least if Alabama loses, I'll be happy because I won some money. But – they ended up uh, taking care of business, and the offensive line looked better than it did all year. The question is whether they can pull that off again. It's and one or two here. games compared to the rest of right. them, so right. I don't know. I, I I would tell you as a fan myself, I don't have a lot of faith. I mean, I would like to believe it, but I'm not the type of fan to blindly believe things. I'm the type right. to have realistic expectations and be pleasantly surprised. I prefer that way. My heart can handle that, Jeff. <laughs> I'm hoping to do another, another victory lap around here. Uh, Ken's asking that Houston beat Auburn. Yes, Houston, Houston beat Auburn. Actually, the American American teams are all undefeated right now, which that's you know kind of, kind of surprising. But we have to all, all have to look at the competition they play. But Auburn isn't a bad team. Houston's pretty damn good. I mean, they're what I think they finished twelve and two now, so they're they're yeah, pretty good. Houston pretty wasn't good a slouch this season. Yeah. So I mean, I, like I said, I, I I'm I'm nervously optimistic i'll put it to you that way it's kind of and it's kind of like it was with georgia you know and and, and let's just be honest last year georgia didn't have as good of a season as it did this year not even and we're close not even close yeah. yeah not even close so that's where i was kind of like oh you know i think we have a i was a little bit more confident going into to, to georgia now alabama i don't think they're any better than georgia's team was last year to be honest but probably not they've been there, done that, and they got the freaking coach. They got, you know, the goat. They got Saban. So, hey, they do, but they also have Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator. So, I mean, dear <laughs> right. God, this is the one year where I'm saying anybody, anybody want to take the Alabama offensive coordinator? You took Lane Kiffin, you took Steve Sarkeesian. I will give you how. Where's my wallet? I'll give you money. Please, I'll pay you to take Bill O'Brien. We can do this like an NBA deal or like with, with Jared Goff. You know, we can right. we can do some money switch for like unloading Bill O'Brien. I Look, the offense well, hasn't and, been and what it was with two like, of them, obviously, because that's a lot of first-round picks. I don't mean to sell Bill O'Brien short, but, but – Well, isn't Saban like the, the coach whisperer now? Like, like tar- – Start go rehab there. Your for one year at Alabama, then go get a job. Right. Yeah, it's like, that's like the new program. thing to go do. Yeah. 
But I don't yeah. know. We'll, we'll see. But I, I am completely excited for it. I, I, God, I cannot wait. I wish I'd hurt him get here. So, I mean, I, like I said, I, I don't really I don't really know what else to say because I think our, our defense is is really good. I mean, all, all season long, it's probably been the number two defense in the country compared compared to, to Georgia. UC's team's and, legit, man. And, and the thing is that the one thing I'll say about UC's team this year compared to the 09 team that we got blown out, we have legitimate, more than one legitimate NFL player. We're going to have at least, I think, six, seven drafted. Not necessarily first rounders drafted, and we have more than yep. that that are going to play in the league. So that's I, I where that's the talent has changed, you know, with UC. And and I know Georgia fans are going to come back and be in Alabama. We're going to say, "Well, we got five star, we got five star." Yeah, I I get you. I understand that, but you know, it it, it is what it is. And hey, it's we head know to head rankings are wrong plenty of times, right? Too. I mean, it's head to head. It's one game, win winner take all. You never know what's going to happen. So. I'm any excited, Sunday, my I, friend. Any given Sunday, exactly. I can't or wait. Saturday I, or Friday, so, yeah, whatever day it is. is. Friday, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I really don't. I, I think it's if UC is going to win, it, we're going to we're going to win it. I think young. they come prepared for their. They worked hard to get into this playoff, man. They deserve yeah. to be in the playoff. Well, they're not, they the thing is, they're game. not scared. Luke, Luke has has done such a great job of of keeping the the the, the pressure off these guys as much as you can because. I don't care what anybody says. There was pressure on this team because every time they went out and played somebody, they took their best shot Mm -hmm. and we never won big enough. Everybody, Oh, you got to win by more points. You got to blow them out by 50 points. And that didn't really always happen. That's pressure. I don't, I don't care what conference you're in. So they've been playing with a lot of pressure and this is for two years. I mean, it's taken us two years to get to this point. We had to go undefeated last year, play great against Georgia to even get ranked high enough in the, in the preseason to mm-hmm. even get to this point. So these guys have been dealing with pressure for two years. And so I, that's why I don't think they're going to be scared. I don't think they're being nervous. They just got to go out there and execute. And if they execute as good as I think they can, mm-hmm. we're going to be in this game. Credit to Fickle, man. I mean, he's he's done such an amazing job. And to uh, – I mean, everyone in Cincinnati knows what he means to that Absolutely. football program and everything. So uh, I, I think he really brings – I have a lot of respect for him, and I think he brings those boys ready to play. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I cannot wait. All right, it's about 6 o'clock. We're going to do a little short show here because we've all got stuff to do. Go hang out with family and go watch some <laughs> football. So, Evan, I, I appreciate you coming. On. Tell everybody where they can follow you at and what you got going on real quick before I let you go. Absolutely, man. Uh, anybody can go ahead and follow me at uh, Twitter at emcphil. Uh, I got terrible music takes, uh, the occasional <laughs> hot take on sports, but mostly just occasional stats that I find to be funny and uh, little quips that I uh, put out there. So go ahead, yeah. take a peek, and uh, if you like, go ahead, give me a follow. Absolutely, bro. And you're going to go to the game Sunday, so I'll, I'll hope I yes, I'll sir. see you. Yes, sir. I will be floating around the Chiefs game. So if you guys see me around, I'll be down there at Bengal Gyms a little bit. So I'll be floating around probably pretty early down there. So if you guys catch me, definitely say hello. All right, brother. Who day, brother? Take it easy. Hey, who day? All right, y'all. Pre- appreciate that from Evan. He's all, he's a great guy. Maurice, I haven't seen you in a while, man. I love this comment. Since I has a new fan, my homeboy, JQ Hardaway, is coming there next year. I'm rooting for y'all now. Appreciate you, Maurice. Appreciate you because Maurice came at me hard last year. I got to say, I, I don't, for, I, I, I remember who you are, Maurice. You came at me hard last year. And uh, now I, you guys have, uh, I, I respect that, that you're like, you know, you're giving us the respect. We're, we're good. You want a rematch? I want to run it back too. We'll see what happens. I cannot wait. It's this Friday and this Sunday we got the Bengals Chiefs game. I'm like, dude, if it's, if you're a Cincinnati football fan right now, this past year has been an absolute blast. All right, let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And I appreciate every single one of them. They are Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Bearcat Country, 
Cincinnati Reds, riding third, heading for home. The Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. And then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. Uh, if you want to check out the podcast, I'll be pulling it off on the sound later on tonight, putting it on the podcast. It's on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. YouTubers had a big day yesterday. We're 1,434 subscribers. That is awesome. I'm really hoping to get to 2,000 by the time the Super Bowl rolls around. We've got about a month. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors about Sports Strawberry Ice. I'd appreciate it. It's a Friday yet. Oh, real quick. I got to I gotta tease something. Well, actually, I don't have to. I, I can tell you who's coming on tomorrow. For my Bearcat fans, if you guys remember Brian Kelly, which I know everybody remembers Brian Kelly, his first year, his quarterback who came to Cincinnati University since I played one year, Ben Mock, he was a transfer from Wake Forest, played for Cincinnati, helped us get this thing rolling. It's going to be my guest tomorrow. So make sure you, uh, you check it out, 5.30 tomorrow. Ben Mock will be on. It's going to be fun. We're going to be previewing the UC game. He'll get his thoughts, talk about his career with the Bearcats. It was short, but still, he was a very key and influential player as far as the history of the University of Cincinnati football program goes. So check out Ben Mock tomorrow with me at 530. And other than that, as my boy, Jeremy D likes to say, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Who day? And dude, this is gonna be fun. I cannot wait till Friday. I can't wait till Sunday. That's your sports, baby. See ya. Bingo bottle, never stop it. To the beast of beast and no. Who they rockin' with the dog?
flossing on the ring. Cincinnati, she's our queen. We gon' show the world who king. Orange in the day, black in the night. Stripes in our veins, sparks gonna fly. The beast is awake, orange, black and white. Cause when the jungle 